0: What's up? Welcome to Bow Down, the teaching ministry of Pastor Chris Tress. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Um, we are going to have a little class right now. You're going to get quizzed on it, all right? 2 Timothy chapter 1. And by the way, happy 4th of July. Happy uh, Independence Day. and um, But uh, chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15, all right? So I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna teach you a couple of things here, all right? You are aware that all you who are in Asia turned away from me, among whom are, who has that? It's Phygelus, Phigelus. 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 say that with me, Phigelus. hey, at least I hope the, 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 the spoken word guy on the Bible app was right, all right? Or else we're all wrong. <laughs> Can't wait to heaven. God's going to be like, I didn't say that. I didn't mean that. Anyway. All right. So the next one is Hermogenes. Say that with me. Hermogenes. Hermogenes. Okay. By the end of this, you're going to be tested. You're not going to be able to leave until you get it right, okay? And the last one, Anna Sephorus. On a Sephora, on a Sephora, on a Sephora, you got it? All right, so I'd like everybody to stand now. We're gonna read chapter one of 2 Timothy in the ESV translation. If you don't have ESV, just follow <laughs> silently. And we're not hating no shade. It's just the one Bible that we're using here today is ESV. And so when we get down to those words, I'm not going to say them, I'm going to let you do it. So here comes your quiz. Here we go. And Father, bless the reading of this word, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality through the light, the gospel, for which I was appointed an apostle, a teacher. Follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. You are aware that all who are in Asia turned away from me, among whom are, may the Lord grant mercy to the household of, for he has often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. But when he arrived in Rome, he searched for me earnestly and found me. May the Lord grant him to find mercy from the Lord on that day, and you well know all the service he rendered at Ephesus. You may be seated. Father, we pray that you would take your word today and that you would burn it into us, your children. We humbly, humbly come underneath the mighty hand of you, God, of your mighty hand, we come under you, God. We ask Jesus, as you walk in the room, that you would just lay your hand on our hearts, God, that that you would just burn your word into us so that we walk different, that we live different, that we would bring glory and honor to your name. I thank you, God, that you have declared all of your promises are yes and amen, all of them. And, and, And God, what we are reading today, I pray right now in the name of Jesus for that measure of faith to be poured out, that people, everyone that's listening, God, would would we'll just begin to believe, okay, what I'm reading, this is what I'm going to become in Jesus' name. Father, destroy every lie of the enemy right now that blocks that kind of faith. Every stronghold broken in Jesus' name, we bind the strong man, and we want to plunder the goods. You are not a father that's trying to frustrate your children. You want to do what is written in our lives. This is what you are doing, God. You are wanting to do your word in our lives. And so, Father, we just humble ourselves and we just say, yes, Dad, come and do it. Come and do it, God. Come and do it. We need you now. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Before we get into this, I want you to look at the outline that you have. Um, If you could just throw it up in the air real quick so I make sure everybody has it, right? Okay, good, good. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Listen, today we're only going to get through verse 9, so we're going to give you a chance to just get ahead, all right? But these are what you should be journaling in your journal. The reason why we do this is Jesus said this about the Holy Spirit. He said, the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. What Jesus did not say is, your pastor will lead you and guide you into all truth. Amen? Amen. Don't look at me. Look at the Holy Spirit of God first. like you to journal ahead ahead of the Sunday morning service, because you are saying, oh God, this is your word that you have breathed out, that you have written to me. May I get fresh manna from you. May I hear what you have to say. What do you want to do in my heart? Like, like for instance, look at verse 5. It says, I see the genuineness or the sincerity of your faith. Paul saw that about that. When I was reading that and journaling that, that word there describes this. There's no hypocrisy. And so not only is that ministering to me, I go to my wife, and I said, Hey, babe, because I don't know about you, but my wife, she keeps it 100 with me. If you don't want the answer, don't ask, baby. I said, hey, babe, is there any hypocrisy in me? Is my private self different than my public self? She said no, by the way, so that that, that was good. I didn't ask my kids yet, though. i got to ask them. (laughs) Is my private self different than my public self? Is there a sincerity in my faith? is what you see, what you get. And see, listen, journaling that word and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak that, then you take that to your family, then you take that to your small group, then you take that to your house church, and you share that, and you say, man, you know what my wife said? She says it's not, will you pray for me? Because this shouldn't be. And oh God, what do you gotta do in me so that I can say, yes, this is who I am. You see, like, Sermons on Sunday are not going to do anything. It's you and the Father and the Word and the Holy Spirit saying, Oh, do in me what I cannot do myself. And so that is why we're encouraging you to journal. That is why we say, Holy Spirit, you go first. And then when you come on Sunday, whoever's speaking, you may get encouraged because the same thing the Holy Spirit said to you. He's now saying to this guy on stage, listen, if he can speak to a donkey, he can speak through me. So that's the why behind the what, church. That's why we do that. That's why journaling and you being alone with God and spending time with Him is way more important than listening to a message on Sunday. But the Sunday sermon should enhance what God is already doing. It should strengthen what has already begun. It should complement and shore up what God is doing. And that's what happens when the proclaimed message of God comes. All right. 2 Timothy 1, 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, I want you to highlight by the will of God, please, by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus. Now, this is the last book that the apostle Paul wrote right before he got his head chopped off by Nero. He wrote this from prison where he was cold. That's why he was asking in chapter 4 for his cloak because the prisons aren't like the prisons today. When I went to jail, you know, they gave me a blanket. They didn't do that with Paul. It was dark, it was cold, it was a cell, he was alone. And he's writing this last letter. And who's on his mind? Timothy's on his mind. Timothy. Not the churches. Like Paul did great things from God. He had great ministries. He did uh, a lot of stuff. But it was Timothy. Listen, at your bedside when you die one day, your Timothy should be there. Your Timothy should be there. Your Paul's should be there. Because, listen, it's like we talked about a few weeks ago it's not missional community, it's community missional. Jesus came out of the Trinity and he did mission. You see, by the will of God, by the will of God, I had you highlight that. I want you to go down to verse 11 in the same chapter, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 11. It says, for which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher. Paul was convinced there was no question he knew what God created him to do. He was sure about his giftings. He was sure about his callings as he is speaking to this. And he knew that he was who he was, not because he chose to do it, but because of the will of God. Notice verse 11, I was appointed. Appointed by who? By God. By the will of God. He was sure of that. I want to just say to you, church, do you know what your gift is? Do you know what your gift is? And if you don't, that's okay. It's why you're here. But I just want to encourage you. According to Ephesians chapter 4, Christ ascended, then he descended, and he gave gifts to the church. Everybody has a gift. Say, I have a gift. You have a gift. God has given you a gift. Every single Christian who is walking with the Holy Spirit of God inside of them has some sort of gift that God has given them. And Paul was sure about this at the end of his life. Now, some of us might not be sure about this yet because we're early on in our faith. But I want to encourage you when we understand what our gift is, it brings freedom into our life. There's a freedom for direction where, hey, this is where I need to go. Uh, There is a freedom to focus. This is what I need to focus on. In fact, verse 6, it says, fan into flame the gift that was given by the laying on of my hands. So, man, I need to focus on this gift that God has given me. It also gives you the freedom to say no because, you know what, that is not what I'm gifted in, so I don't want to do that. It's like a lot of times dealing with people playing basketball, they think they can shoot, but they really can't. You need to rebound. Dennis Rodman became one of the greatest basketball players because he realized he couldn't shoot, but he could play defense and rebound. That was his gift. That's what made him great. Some people think they can shoot, and that's why you'll never see them or hear from them, because they can't shoot. Give up the ball, give it to me, because I can shoot. Anyway. I want you to turn to John 6:38, please. John 6:38. And I would like for you to, this week, here's some homework for you just take this verse, write it down three by five, or whatever, get away from distraction, sit in a chair, and say to your dad, "Dad, is this true about me? Is this verse true about me?" And just keep that before the Lord. 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Is this true about me? What does this look like? Look at this verse, John 6, 38. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. John 6, 38. Now, number one, it's not true about you that you came down from heaven, okay? You're going to go to heaven. But this next part, because we are, we are called to walk like Jesus walked, 1 John 2, 6 says that if you believe, whoever says they believe in Jesus needs to walk like Jesus walked. Romans chapter 8, we're predestined to likeness. We're all called to walk like Christ on the earth. That is what we're called to. But here, Jesus is saying, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And see, as I sat before the Lord with this, with this verse, I had to acknowledge, number one, you know, God, there's still my will. I want your will. I want it. But there's like this, 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 this little bit of my will that still has got to go. Now, maybe more than that, the Holy Spirit doesn't reveal everything that you have issues on because you'd be so depressed you wouldn't be able to leave the house. But 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 whatever comes up, oh, God, yeah, you know, I'm holding on to this. Or, yeah, this thing is a thing in my life that I don't want to give up. Oh, yeah, God, I, I realize that I'm not living for yours. Or I'm living for your will, but I'm also living for my will. And continuing to press in and ask the Holy Spirit, show me. What is causing me? To not just be so done with myself. I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives within me. But I know that verse. I believe that verse. But God, can you bring me to the place where I can do that? And as I was sitting in that verse, there's another verse that popped in my mind, which is in John chapter 8, which it says, Jesus says, I only do the things that please my Father. Oh. When i got that i realized oh god i still try to please myself and jesus lived and he only did the things that please the father oh god can you do that in my life dad i don't think i'm ever going to get there but wait a minute you wouldn't give me a promise that, that, that or say or call me into something if you wouldn't give me the power to be able to do that. So God, come and do what I can't do. in myself, I just give you that. I want to be at a place where I live for you and you alone. That I desire to please you, not because I'm about my will, but because I love you because you're my dad. I want a heart so pure, God, that I live to please you. See, it'll come in handy when you're hanging out with your boys and they're smoking weed and and you want to please yourself or that hot little number comes by and she's trying to holler at you, but, oh, man, I don't want to please myself. I want to please you, Father. Oh, then it becomes easy because it's not a have to or a don't have to. You're now motivated by love and you rise above legalism and the law where you're so focused on the love of God that I just want to please you, God. I just want to please you, God. I just want to please you, God. My heart's not there, God. And then you realize, man, what is the Father looking for? John chapter 4. I'm just sharing some of my quiet time with you, by the way. Not that I'm hanging out with people smoking weed, okay, because I'm not anymore. I used to, but anyway. Um, <laughs> John chapter 4, God began to put on my heart as well. The Father is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Oh, God, give me a heart that will worship, 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 worship you. Worship you, God. Man. As you live like that, as you press into the Father, look, he's not a dad that's trying to, to frustrate He's not going to give you, his commands are, e, his, his commands, they're not burdensome, right? His yoke, his teaching is easy, his burden is light. And so sometimes people look at the Bible like, oh man, I can't do that. I can't do that. That's too hard. That's too hard. That's, you're missing Christianity. Christianity is acknowledging I'm a rebel at heart. I want to do what I want to do. This is your word. My life's not lining up with that, but God, I know it should. And so I just fall to my knees and say, God, come and bust my heart open so that I love your law and I want to do what you've called me and created me to do. Come and do it, Father. And I get my eyes off of myself and I get it on God and his promises that are yes and amen. His his joke is easy. His burdens are light. His commands, they're not burdensome. If they are, you're approaching this whole thing wrong. He knows you don't want to do his word. And he killed his son because of that. Because we are rebels at heart. And we want to live for ourselves. You will not rule over me, God. God. That's the real cry. That's what's going on. And his grace comes. I'm going to die for you even while you're spitting in my face. Because you now get to walk in my obedience because you can't obey apart from me. And I'm going to put my Holy Spirit in you so you can walk this thing out. And I'm going to be with you through this. As your good shepherd, I'm going to restore your soul so that you don't want anything but me. (sighs) I am what I am by the will of God. His word is his will. And you are called to walk in his word, walking in his will. Paul understood that. I pray, I pray we would understand that as a church oh god i want your will i want your will above my own verse two to timothy my beloved child i'm sorry second timothy chapter one verse two When we did 1 Timothy, by the way, chapter 1, I like did a whole message on just three words. It was a fun sermon. So we're already beating that one. But you can learn about Timothy's life. We don't have time. I did a whole thing on Timothy, Timbo Wheezy, I think it was called. My beloved child, another translation says, dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors, as did my ancestors. And I want you to highlight a few things here. The first thing, my beloved child, verse two. Verse three, I thank God. I thank God whom I serve as did my ancestors with a clear conscience. As I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. I want you to highlight, I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. Verse 4. As I remember your tears, highlight tears, I long, highlight long to see you that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your sincere, again, highlight that, sincere faith means genuine and not hypocritical a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. When you look at this, dearly beloved son, thankful. I remember you. They're praying for you constantly, night and day. Like, there's this passion for you that I have. There's tears that I remember. There's this longing, and there's this sincere faith that you have. You have to ask yourself, A, am I at the place where I'm cultivating that type of relationship with a Timothy? So Paul was writing... In fact, you'll see this in chapter two, verse two, what you've learned from me, Timothy, teach the faithful and reliable men who will be able to teach others also. So there's an expectation that we, the body of Christ, would be people like Paul cultivating that type of relationship. Now, this is what sometimes is messed up because passion and zeal without knowledge can destroy. Well, I'm going to go be a Paul, but you were never a Timothy. Timothy. You were never at Timothy. I want you to turn to Philippians chapter 2, please. Keep your place here, we'll be coming back. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 19, it says, I hope in the Lord Jesus, Philippians chapter 2, verse 19, to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be cheered by news of you, for I have no one like him. You want to highlight that. No one like him. Think about that for a second. This is the Apostle Paul. This guy was like the man, right? 13 letters, or maybe 14 Hebrews, who knows? I have no one like him. No one like him. It's the it same chronicles. The spirit of the Lord is searching to and fro throughout this earth, looking for men and women of God whose hearts are undivided. Undivided hearts, fully surrendered all in Scripture saying not many are like that. In fact, what does it say? I have no one like him. See, everybody else I was rolling with Paul, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? I love people come try to apply at a nonprofit organization. Okay, so what, what, what kind of retirement do you have? What kind of insurance do you have? What kind of? And there's an aspect where I understand that. That's the world that we live in. But there's also an aspect with the world that we live in is called the Bible, and the apostle Paul was shipwrecked and beaten. And he was in prison and he was in jail. And he spent night and day in a seat. He was beaten with rods. And he didn't have a 401k package. He didn't have an insurance package. He had an eternal package. Like, hey, you get paid when you die. Everywhere he went, there was riots in there. He was getting thrown in prison. Like, who wants to follow that guy? Not me. So many phone calls. Hey, you want to come work for me? Okay, you got to raise your own support. Two, three, weeks, four weeks, five weeks later. Hey, man, what happened? I thought you were called. Oh, oh, oh. you were called if there's a what if it's for me. Anyway, so some of you need to do Project 516, by the way, because colleges, I don't think, are training people up to roll like that. No, sh- no shade. No shade, but it, but, but. Anyway, I could, I could, I could keep going on this one. All right, help me, God. I didn't plan this out because I'm not that smart, but the Holy Spirit did. I didn't have an idea that James would be here. In 2 Timothy chapter one, James, who we just had from Greenwood, Greenwood. But many of you guys don't know this. Some of you do. Rick remembers, you know, Bill remembers. When I called James, and I said, James, I'm planting a church. Will you come? I can, I can put you up in a house on Tamron Avenue, and, 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 but I don't have that much to offer you. Will you just step out in faith because God's calling us to, to plant Bow Down Church, and he quit his job. And he moved down. I think our ties that whole year was fourteen grand for the whole year, that first year. We were eating ramen noodles every day. I'm just kidding. God, God was providing. <laughs> but he did that. And I'll never forget this, where I said, James, why did you... Why did you come? Did you have a word from the Lord? Did the Holy Spirit show up in a burning bush like Moses? Did, uh, was it like, and he said this, he said this, and this speaks to the genuine, genuineness and sincerity in his heart. He said, Chris, if Paul called Timothy to come, Timothy would drop what he's doing and come, so I just came. Who's like that? who's like that? Who's like that in here? What, is he something special? No, he's not special. Actually, he is special. (laughs) You're all like that. You're all like that. You're all the rich young ruler that says yes. That is who you are in Christ as you walk with him and he takes more and more of your heart that your no's will turn into yes's because that is what he's doing. That is what he wants to do with you. But you have to die. Oh, God, doing me what I cannot do in myself. And guys, I'm not all the way Dead. I tell people all the time that drive with me. My right foot didn't get baptized. If it did, I'd be doing a holy. Right, I'd be doing a speed limit. <laughs> See, what I experienced in a relationship with James was, we lived together as young single guys, and I was struggling with pornography addiction, and I couldn't beat it. And I would meet with James, and I would share my failures, I would share my struggles, and I really honestly believe there's no way I can become free of this until I get married. I'm just so wretched. I'm just so miserable. I'm just so poor. I'm just so blind. And you know what James would do? He'd pray for me. He'd listen to me. He would encourage me. And he would also fast for me. No greater love than this. And when you lay down your life for your friends... And so, God, you want me to plant this church? You sent people out in twos. I don't have a two. Who should be my two? The first person that pops in my mind is James, because I remember the transparency. I remember the vulnerability. I remember the accountability. I remember um, how he helped me get free, how he was there for me, right? Now, by the way, I'm over 20 years free, okay? But Christ did that, but Christ did that through love, transparency, vulnerability, honesty, and a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And I remember when he left, the day he left, we had a whole service saying goodbye to James. And it was like Acts 20, 37, let me read it. There was much weeping on the part of all, and they embraced Paul and they kissed him. Different families were on the mic sharing stories about how James and his family touched their lives, and there was tears, and there was weeping, and there was crying because he was leaving. God was calling him to something else. Now, the reality is, unfortunately, in most of the church, when people leave, there may be some rejoicing. Let's just be honest, okay? (laughs) Okay. please don't go. No, go, go. Yeah, the Lord's leading you out. Now, listen, you're here today. Are you one of those people that we're going to rejoice to see you go, brother? Or are we going to be weeping and saying, no, God, no, God, no, God, no, because they're so dear to our hearts. You see, Some of you need to understand you've got to become a Timothy first before you can become a Paul. He's a Paul now because he was a Timothy. And there's been no one now. I've got a couple mugs up in here that are like him. So I honor you today, buddy. And thank you for helping me get free. But these attributes, his prayers for me, his thankfulness for me, his tears for me, his sincere and genuine face, he, he was there for me, right? He's my friend, and that's why I called him. Now, who are you going to call? Not Ghostbusters, but who, who, who? Well, you need a Ghostbuster, actually. Um, anyway... Um, who do you have in your life that's a Timothy? Are you becoming a Timothy? Do you have a Paul? These are, these are questions, guys. Listen, your Christianity is not... Listen, even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. That's probably not politically correct, but anyway. There has to be someone in your life that you're unloading your stuff to that walks with a genuine faith, that will weep with you, that will pray for you, that will remember you night and day, that will be a beloved son, a beloved brother. Is there anybody? Listen, because this is what the church needs. And this is what God is doing here. Worship team, if you can come forward, please. Next week, we'll finish out the chapter, Lord willing. Again, please journal ahead. So I'd like everybody just to kind of... um, Just kind of close your eyes and and just keep your heart before the Lord. Prayer partners, if you could come up, please. There's some of you that are going to come forward this morning because you want your gift to be, be activated when we read John six 38, you're like, man, I feel like I've given my, my, I'm all in with Jesus. And so maybe come forward, just God, manifest your gift. What is it? What is it? What is it? Some of you might not know, and that's okay. As you begin to serve, as you begin to, 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 to walk with the Lord, God is going to reveal what your gift is. So maybe it's like, okay, God, I have no idea what that is. Again, just keep that for the Lord because he wants to show you what it is. He is a good dad. And some of you are here today, you're, lo- you're alone, you're lonely. You've been operating this Christianity Apart from the body of Christ, apart from real brothers and sisters, maybe you've been hurt by the church before. So have I. So have I. And, and not only that, I've done the one, I've been the one that's hurt others. And maybe you're afraid to open yourself up and become vulnerable to somebody. But today, God wants to break that off because he is calling you to be a Timothy so you can eventually be a Paul. Just allow the Holy Spirit as we sing, as we adore our great king, to just unfold what's going on inside of you. And there's some of you that are struggling with things like I was and nobody else knows see God opposes the proud but he gives grace to the humble and when you humble yourself and confess your sins one to another guess what you will be healed and maybe it's time for you to come and confess what's been going on in your life so that you can be healed Whatever it is, the blood of Jesus Christ is speaking. It is speaking, it is declaring over your life, come, I spilled my blood for you because I want you, because I want to adopt you, I want you in my family. Don't harden your heart, please don't harden your heart. I have so much life for you. I have so much life for you. Will you come and surrender today? The cross speaks that. If God didn't spare his own son, what do you think he's going to spare in your life? He came to give you abundant life, a full life, but it starts with you surrendering to him. So maybe you're here today and today's your day. I'm going to surrender. I'm all in, Jesus. No more my will but yours. So God, come and do what only you can do in this place. You are the resurrection and the life. Holy Spirit, fall, fall, fall. Fall. We need you, God, as we worship you, as we sing to you, God, we need you to fall in this place that you would have all of our hearts, Father. All of our hearts. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks for visiting us today. Make sure to check us out online at www.bowdownchurch.com.